Thyte, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. It's one of those quotes that I've seen several times attributed to, to different people. I don't know who said it first, whether it was Ambrose or Athanasius or Augustine or Luther or Spurgeon, whoever said it, it, it gives us some good food for thought today. So the quote goes like this, to try to deny the Trinity endangers one's salvation. To try to comprehend the Trinity endangers one's sanity. There's another one, something like it. The, the Trinity is more to be worshipped than understood. They're both kind of making the same point, right? On this Sunday on which we celebrate the, the festival of the Holy Trinity, we have a problem. If we go by what God says about himself, we don't get it. This, this three in one, this one plus one plus one equals one God, it, it, it doesn't make sense. Yes, people have come up to me and told me, I get it. I understand the Trinity. It's just like, and then they give some analogy. They give a picture to describe, you know, what, what, what God is like. The only problem is every one of those analogies, every one of those pictures misses some part of what God says about himself, or it just contradicts some part of what God says about himself. So, so even if they think they get it, they don't get it. And there's no shame in that. I don't get it either. How can three be one? How can, how can there be those three distinct persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, interacting with one another, and yet there's just one being, one essence, one God? It, it, it doesn't make sense. How does it work? I don't know. But I'm not ready to give up on our text and say amen just quite yet because, well, God says it. God tells us about this three-in-oneness, this trinity, knowing that we, you know, we, we cannot, we, we will not, we don't get it. Our feeble minds cannot comprehend everything about a holy, immutable God. And, well, he told us that that was the case, too. Think of those Bible passages, you know, uh, his ways are above our ways, you know, his paths beyond tracing out. He knew that was the case. We weren't going to understand. But yet, he tells us things that we aren't equipped to fully understand. Why? Well, you know the answer to that question, right? Anytime you ask the question, why, of God, the answer is always, because he loves us. Right? He loves us, and he wants us to know him. Even if we can't fully understand everything about him, he wants us to know him. He wants that relationship with us so that he can bless us, so that he can give us his gifts. Really, that's what our text today is about. Gifts from the triune God. 
Our text is the second reading appointed for Trinity Sunday. It's from the the end of 2 Corinthians. So Paul had written this letter to the Corinthians, and here he's closing it off. And and he's closing it with with this blessing, with these these final wishes. Uh, And and the way he phrases it, he makes it clear that these gifts that he's given, this blessing that he's giving, comes from the triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So even if you don't fully understand the Trinity, the giver of these gifts, you can celebrate him and and appreciate the gifts. Think of it this way. If someone anonymously gave you a million dollars, you'd probably kind of like that, right? You'd, you'd have the million dollars, you'd, you'd likely use the million dollars, you'd appreciate the million dollars, even if you don't really know who it was that gave it to you. Now, every gift is from God. And he's not anonymous, he's just so fantastic that our mind isn't equipped to, to understand just how awesome he truly is. But that doesn't diminish the gifts that he gives us. In fact, it makes it that much better because we know that these gifts are from a perfect God who, who has, has it all, total understanding of, of what we need. It makes those gifts just, just that much richer. So, so look at our text, look at these gifts from the triune God. Uh, it's printed in the bulletin there. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, starting at verse 11. <clears throat> Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice. Strive for full restoration. Encourage one another. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All God's people here send their greetings. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. This is God's word. So so do you see the gifts? Let's start at the end, at that last verse, where where Paul reveals that all these gifts that he lists for them come from God. In this blessing that the church has been using since the day Paul wrote it, Paul just puts the facts out there. I know our translation makes it sound like a wish or like a hope, you know, may the, but, but you look at the original Greek, and, and I understand why the English has it in there, it, it, it makes it flow, but, but the original Greek doesn't even have a verb there. It just simply puts the, 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 the gifts, the, the truths out there. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, and then it just simply says, with you, all. These things, these gifts, these truths are here. Always. Now, we may not always use them. Uh, I'll come back to that. We may not always use them, but they're here and, and they're real. So, so he starts with the second person of the Trinity, right? The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> grace. You know that word, right? That, that undeserved unconditional sacrifice made for, for our benefit, for our good, that we didn't deserve it, but, but he, he did that for us, right? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, we didn't deserve it. We were sinners. He should have punished us, but no, grace. Jesus died to pay for the sins of the world, and he rose to prove it. That truth, that grace is just here. It's there, always. And the love of God, 
Remember how Jesus described the love of his father? In that conversation with Nicodemus, he said, For God so loved, in this way God loved the world, that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. The love of God that, that solved our problem of sin, also that he sacrificed, also that we could be with him forever. That love of God is a thing. It's real. And Paul says it's here with you. All. All. And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit connects us to God, the giver of all of these gifts. The Holy Spirit connects us with God the Father and with God the Son and with God the Holy Spirit. Connects us to these gifts and then to one another. Vicar quoted last week something Paul had written earlier to the Corinthians. No one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that that gives us fellowship with the triune God. He gives us that relationship with God that, that changes everything. Having a relationship with the triune God changes our relationships with each other, too. In fact, it creates a relationship with each other. So these are the gifts from the Trinity, right? The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The gifts are from the Trinity. That's that last verse. The rest of the text then talks about how the gifts are for our unity. In fact, they create our unity. The people in Corinth, they had an issue with unity. There was a lot of disunity there. If you read through Paul's letters to that group, There were factions fighting with one another. There were harsh words and hard feelings. There there, there was friction. There was hostility. And and, and so Paul had been giving them some some help in getting along, in, in accomplishing this unity. And he has no qualms about telling them what it should be like. He's saying we should use the gifts that the triune God gives us in how we live, in how we interact with with one another. And that produces fruit. That has results when we use the gifts of the Trinity. Have you ever given someone a gift that they didn't use? Maybe they threw it in a drawer never to be looked at again, or maybe they just took it right back to the store and got some money so that they could pay off a bill or, or go do something with someone else. That hurts a little bit, right? Or, or maybe you got a child a, a beautiful, warm, comfortable winter coat, and then when it was freezing out and they went outside, they didn't put it on and they got sick. How frustrating, Right? I could come up with a hundred different examples. You could too. But you get the point, right? Good gifts are meant to be used, especially when they come from someone who loves you and has your best interests in mind. And that certainly describes our God, doesn't it? So as Paul is telling them to use the gifts, look at what he says right at the beginning there. He says, rejoice, strive for full restoration. Remember, they had been separated. Strive for full restoration encourage each other. Real literally, that one is be encouraged or be admonished. 
Some translations take it talking about Paul saying, hey, listen to the admonitions that I've given you, right? Because he had, he had been writing about some of the things that they needed to be doing to, to fix this disunity problem. So, so be admonished, be encouraged, and then live in peace. When we apply the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and, and don't look at each other based on what the other one deserves because of what they've done or how they've hurt you, when instead we use grace, well, peace results, right? When we remember the love of God that didn't give us what we deserved, but saved us when we were rebelling against him, well, if we remember that, we'll, we'll look at each other in a different light. When we remember the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, that He has made us one, that He has brought us together and made us part of this body of Christ, and that we're all on the same team here, well, it just makes sense that we will live in peace. And then things like that holy kiss He talks about happen. Our culture might translate the holy kiss to be a, a nice firm handshake, right? Maybe even the, the bro hug, right? You get the, the half hug with it. It's that, that gesture of friendship and fellowship, right? And then notice Paul says, and, and, and other people are sharing this fellowship with you too, right? All the saints, all the believers are sending their greetings to you. We have unity when we use the gifts from the Trinity. So remember the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit with you all. Let that control how you act and interact with one another and and make us all one in Christ. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.